Well, it is time for baseball. I am DJing Viamish. This is late night edition, Amos. <laughs> you got to put out the old uh, sign, the big flashing neon sign, right? Open late. Ain't it great? <laughs> Open late, but maybe not for, you know, the, the street walking varieties. Which I have to say, you know, it's it's kind of ironic that the last time we recorded, there was a thing going on with John Heyman talking about Kim Ng, and then this moronic Atlanta moron comes in the news after that. And now it just makes us look like a, a couple of idiots. <laughs> you know? I don't get it, man. I hate this world. I hate this freaking social media-driven, agendized, bastard world we live in now, man. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I think you've released a 30-minute session on that, so people can go watch (laughs) it, or listen to it, I should say. Right. So, enough of that. Uh, Let's let's talk more about, we're going to talk about the National League. We talked about the American League, had a little, uh, you know, specialized version of that, so we're going to incorporate that in in this lead-up to opening day, I guess you could call it. Under two weeks for before opening day. Yeah, as of this time talking mm-hmm. but by the time uh, you hear it we'll be much closer perhaps so anyway yeah. we are finally right. getting around to the national league breakdowns finally we're going to talk about the the senior circuit and we start alphabetically like we did the american league with arizona amos what are your initial the, thoughts in arizona about those diamondbacks a team that's still yeah. looking for their identity they're still looking for young players to get better I think this will be the year the rotation steps up, but they're not going to be a contender, so who cares? You have no offense, you know? I mean, you're going to yeah. need more than Christian Walker, Eduardo Escobar, and possibly Cattell Marte. You're going to need a little more. Well, you got his Dribble Cabrera in there from Washington. I mean, he's almost 36 years old, but maybe his bat will help a little bit. I don't know. I think defensively he may help. Uh, I, I'll be honest. I think they mostly got Cabrera because they're nervous about the injury status of Nick Ahmed, who's, mm. of course, healthy right now. But says yeah. he, was, he hasn't had really had a good couple of years, it seems. so. Well, I don't know. I, I mean, is Caleb Smith fitting in well in that rotation, do you think? you think he'll last? That's hard to say. Um, I I think he's... The back end of that rotation is your question. Your first three guys, you're kind of sad. Madison Bumgarner, Zach Gallen, and Luke Weaver. Um, Caleb Smith, you know, of course, coming from Miami in a trade from last season, I guess he is a question mark. Uh, I don't know which way that question mark's going to go. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. you know, 30 years old, he's got to figure it out now or never. So, and he's, you know, the other lefty in that lineup is way better than him. So, well, they're hoping, you know, Corbin Martin is going to come along a little bit more. You know, they traded with the Astros back in 19 for him. You know, he's showing some pretty good flashes. He's, you know, a top 10 organizational ranking prospect. Uh, and then, you know, they got some other arms. Uh, John Duplantier, another guy, uh, third rounder from 2016, currently uh, rated, you know, as a top 10 organization prospect. He's almost 27 years old. So, I mean, there, there's some different directions. Maybe they can go down the line here. And, of course, as always, if they, they start hot, you know, you can always try for that trade, I suppose. Yeah, I, I wouldn't expect a lot of the Diamondbacks this year. You know, even in our half season, they went 25 and 35. 
not exactly um i mean the rockies finished ahead of them so yeah i'll tell you how uh, much they struggled in a way yeah, that'll probably be reversed this year i'm thinking what about you i mean if it's not then there's something wrong with that team more than what they think there is right which we'll get to in a little bit why but next we have the defending national league east champion atlanta braves what are they two consecutive years now aren't they uh, one and a half, make... depending who you ask. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true, too. <laughs> but it looks like the Mets, the favorites this year in the division. Uh, what do we have to say about the Braves and maybe changing that? Well, it, it's really hard to say what the Braves have an advantage of over, you know, the team, almost anyone in the in the, Amer- in the National League East. And I'm even throwing the Marlins in there. Um, okay. I think this division is the closest division when it comes to starting pitching. Um, I think teams one through five in this division have at least three solid starters. And yes, I'm still throwing the Marlins in that steer, uh, in that scenario. Um, yeah. But when it comes to the Braves, you know, I think you know with Soroka still injured, um, Alex Anthopoulos said that it could be late April, early May when he could return, even though he's not guaranteeing that from his uh, Achilles tendon surgery, which he had back in August of 2020. Um, But all signs really look good for Soroka to come back. Um, But that will beg the question of who is booted out of the rotation. Uh, Obviously, Max Fried's not going anywhere, or if he does, he goes to the bullpen, I guess. New addition, Charlie Morton in that bullpen, or excuse me, in that rotation, Ian Anderson, Drew Smiley, who hasn't pitched since probably 2018, I'm guessing. Uh, And then, of course, Kyle Wright. So um, kind of a good problem to have here. Mm -hmm. Um, My guess is they're going to move Freed back to the bullpen, but it's really hard for anyone to properly say, you know. All right. And then when you look at the hitting, you got now the kind of double headed dragon in center field called Christian Pache Ender Inciarte. Uh Jake Lamb, an interesting free agent out of Oakland, they must be on that bench. Yeah, secretly a very nice piece that they picked up there. He's got some muscle, he's got some pop, he plays his defense okay, doesn't really hit for average. He hit 220 last season. Or sorry, that's his projected to hit 220. So, you know, nothing that's going to blow you away. But when it comes to. At least some solid defense, mm-hmm. which, you know, part of his position is that he can play third base, which has been a question mark for a while. Um, I think that's secretly a good bench piece there. Um, and then you mentioned the uh, catcher situation changes. Flowers is out. Yeah, as far as we know, Flowers is not signed with anyone. He's still a free agent. So you're looking at Travis Darno as the main catcher. Excuse me. And then, of course, on the bench, as of right here, according to uh, Fangraphs, they've got William... Contreras, so your boys, bro. Yeah, be nice to see a Contreras versus Contreras battle, but we'll <laughs> see what happens here when it comes to that. And now it's time to talk Chi Town National League North Side. I know you're happy the season is upon us and excited. I'm excited for him. I'm excited, you know, that guys like Jake Mariznick, Eric Sogard, and Austin Romine are in Cubs camp. Is Sogard going to make that uh, roster, Amos? 
I don't know. Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a fight between him and Eldemo Vargas. I can never say that guy's name right, but uh, the one that claimed off of your Minnesota mm-hmm. Twins last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, I'm telling you, it looks like Sogart's killing it right now. So it's I mean, we'll see who they choose. But speaking of killing it, man, loving the look of Jock Peterson for you guys. He's doing great. It's nice to see him hitting as well as he has. But he's got a lot to prove this year. You know, I I think he does. I bet he took a little personally getting. You know, uh, I guess not cut, but, you know, not re-signed by the Dodgers. Cubs pick him up and pretty much changing a one-year $10 million deal, which would have been for Kyle Schwarber, which is what he went to the Nationals for, for a one-year $7 million deal, which is Jock Peterson, uh, someone that can probably play defense a little better, that can hit the ball just as good. Slightly older, but, I mean, it's... I think I like the pick. I think he's going to slide in. Just fine in the middle of that lineup. Hey, back into the bullpen, looking much better uh, with the addition of Brandon Workman to come in there and, and help K- Craig Kimbrell out. Um, you think these other guys, such as Jason Adam and Ryan Tapera, especially him, I actually have kind of concerns about it. What are your thoughts? I have big concerns about this bullpen, but you know, Jason Adams actually looked okay this spring training. Granted, it is spring training. Craig Kimball has been working on his mechanics. He's looked good in some parts, and then he's really walking a lot more people. Um, but the general consensus is a lot of these guys in the bullpen have been showing good signs, not bad signs. I'm not going to get too optimistic about it, um, even though Andrew Chafin and his sweet mustache is looking good as well. <laughs> but um, we'll have to see how it works out. You know, They're missing some key players like Bro- uh, Rowan Wick, who's mm-hmm. – uh, I believe he's still hurt, and then, excuse me, and then uh, Brian Wyack, no, com- uh, no relation there. He's kind of rebuilding his way back. I don't think he's even being shown on the injury thing here, but he is still on the team, so I don't know where he's at there. Um, the three guys I'm keeping my eye on is Dan Winkler, yep, Ryan Tapera, of course, and Brandon Workman. I'm going to keep okay, my eyes so on those guys. You have your eyes on Tapera as well. Yeah, that that should mm-hmm. be interesting. One final quick thought. I need to get it on the rotation. You got Jake Arrieta back. Now mm-hmm. you've got Zach Davies, Trevor Williams in there. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you're losing you, Darvish. What are your thoughts? I hate it. I hate that they <laughs> – I mean, I hate that they lost you, Darvish. I get it. I get why they did it. They announced even before the end of the season that they were going to, quote, unquote, cut payroll, whether people buy into it or not. Um, but – I, I really like Zach Davies. It's it's something that I've been saying for quite a long time. I think this rotation is aiming to be more control-based and not velocity-based. You know, three out of those five guys rely on movement, and Kyle Hendricks, Zach Davies, and Alec Mills. Jake Arrieta, with his fastball velocity down four miles per hour in mm-hmm. some cases, makes me wonder if he's going to also rely on his breaking pitches a little more. And, of course, Trevor yeah. Williams, who's looked very good this spring training, mostly on his fastball, ironically, um, is well-known for his off-speed pitches. So it does make me wonder if this team is going to rely more on a low-contact, low-barrel-type pitching rotation instead of just strikeouts. All right. We'll see. Cubs, we'll talk about Cincinnati next. We go to the Queen City next on the charts here. It's the Cincinnati Reds. Not too many uh, high-profiling guys here. They've uh, 
Kind of lost some people, including a big guy named Trevor Bauer. Who's that? No. <laughs> no. Um, I think a lot of Cincinnati Reds fans should be seeing red, so to speak, uh, this year. I think you had your one-year window, I'll be honest, because yeah. the best hitter on your team is Nick Castellanos. That's that's it. That's just how it is. Everyone else is in decline. Eugenio Suarez couldn't hit last year. Joey Votto was out. Mike Moustakis was, you know, he kind of picked it up, but he wasn't great. I, I There's just nothing on this team that really stands in any portion. Bullpen, besides Luis Castillo, of course. Besides bullpen, starting rotation, and hitting, there's just no one that really stands out that's like, oh, yeah, that's going to be the guy that carries this team. Like, even Joey Votto going into, he'll be 38 for the end of this year. You know, is he even going to be reliable as he has been probably yeah. not do you have a solid leadoff hitter probably not i think jesse winkler or winker could be it but i i'm still gonna hold my expectations low bets. yeah yeah and definitely gonna hedge your bets but i mean the exciting thing that the fans are talking about in cincinnati is the fact that Jonathan India could be on your opening day roster uh, you know we're gonna wait and see as you know camps break and whatnot but that to me is exciting. Mm-hmm. And uh, just getting back into a full 162 for this team is exciting in itself. Yeah. And it's very interesting um, because you've got to think about who you're going to have. I mean, you've got Joey Votto at first. You have uh, Eugenio Suarez that could be playing short this year, which is interesting. Right. And then Mike Mustakas at third. But that battle for second base looks interesting to me. Jonathan India, as you were talking about, it is listed as a non-roster invite. So I don't know if he's going to make the team or not. But if he doesn't, then we can't forget that they also had a non-roster invite to D. Strange Gordon. So right. I guess it depends, which I haven't been watching how he's been doing. But it's going to be one of those guys, you would think, right? Yeah, well, and you got Jose Garcia from Cuba into the, the mix as well. I mean, they probably will hold off on him. You know, he's only 21. You know, we don't want to keep service time on him, obviously. But there's there's some, you know, other options. I'm more interested, I guess, in their pitching and, and what they're going to do without Bauer. Uh, who is this guy at number five? I've never heard of this guy. I don't know who he is either. Um, I really don't. I was quickly trying to look up something on him. TJ Antone. He's 27. They drafted him in 2014. He's the number 12 rated prospect. So I guess guess we'll see how he fits in. And they've got a whole bunch of guys uh, listed in their, um, you know, possible prospective uh, guys, such such as Tony Santillan. Just reading off a couple names, CNL Perez and Hector Perez. Yeah, he seems to be, TJ seems to be a ground ball type pitcher with about 48% of his, I guess that's pitches or maybe at bats ended in a ground out, but ground or a ground ball type pitcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went 0-3 last season. He's, he played 13 games, started four of them, struck out 11% of the batters he faced, walked only four, so that's a pretty good ratio. That's not terrible. But, I mean, we haven't really seen anything. The guy went 4-8 and eight in AAA. It makes you wonder how he's going to do in the majors. This bullpen is right back where they started yeah. back in 2019. Yeah, I'm saying middle-of-the-pack team in the NL Central are the, this year are the Reds. I'm going fourth place. All right.
Okay, Rocky Mountain High Time. Those Colorado purple uniform team guys don't mm-hmm. have a guy named Olin Arenado anymore, Amos. Disaster. Yes. <laughs> in short. <laughs> one of the most beautiful ballparks in all of Major League Baseball has is home to the, one of the worst teams <laughs> um, that, you know, could probably will probably take the field this year. And that's not... Believe it or not, not a cheap shot at the Rockies themselves, but management. Um, yeah. Of course, you know, I don't think anybody could be on management side after that horrendous Arenado deal and giving the Cardinals money for it. But honestly, you're right. Let's look at the roster. Let's look at who they have left. You know, exactly. as of right now, you're looking at the the lineup on fan graphs. You're looking at Rommel Tappy in left field. You're looking at Ryan McMahon at second base, who looks like a good player. You've got Trevor Story at shortstop. I guess the question is extend or trade. Mm-hmm. You got Charlie Blackman in right field. You got newly signed CJ Crone uh, at first base. Good pickup. Sam Hayes. He's looking decent. Field. And Josh Fuentes at third base. And former Pirate Elias Diaz. I didn't see them get him uh, uh-huh. slated a catcher. So. I mean, they still have some potential here, but there's just not enough fat. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's not mm-hmm. enough muscle. You know, the outside looks good. You know, you look at what Trevor Story can do. You look what Charlie Blackman could have done last year when it comes to how well he hit. CJ Crone with the ability to hit the ball, expected to go 268 this year. I think that's kind of north of what he may go. But then again, Coors Field, what can yep. he do? Um, Amish, who is your player to watch? Well, obviously, the first guy I look at it jumps off me. Well, besides Crone, is in the pitching staff the guy that got in the Arenado deal, Austin Gomber. I mm-hmm. mean, if, if this guy could elevate things and John Gray can come back, have a healthy season, Kyle Freeland looked awesome in 2019. If he comes back, has his, you know, season of yore, along with this guy, Herman Marquez, their ace, who I think is the best pitcher the Rockies have seen since they went to the World Series back in, what was it, 04 or whatever? I think they are legit having a chance in the middle of that division. But now you're staring up at the Dodgers and the Padres. Poor Rockies. I mean, at this rate, you're even staring up at the Giants. Um, But I feel you. I feel you. But here's the problem I have with the rotation. You've got a rotation that relies on movement. And they're in a stadium that at a thinner air, you know, I guess it's, th- it was it thinner air causes the ball to move less or is it more? It, right. It rises easier. Yeah. So I don't know if you're going to have a superior breaking pitch, if it's going to keep hanging like that. Um, but very young rotation. This could be just another – obviously, it's going to be another year where the Rockies probably won't do much. It could be – We're going to find out if that ball mechanic has changed very much, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah ball. Joke. Um, I don't believe that for a second. We'll get to that later. But, um, yeah, no, it's young rotation. I think this could be a sell-off year for the Rockies. I wouldn't be surprised if they trade Trevor Story. I wouldn't be surprised if they trade Charlie Blackman. Heck, I even wouldn't be surprised if they go out there and someone could snab up uh, Ramel Tapia. You never know. You know, but it's just they have potential, but you have to look at past. If you're not going to win with Nolan Arenado, you're not going to win with this rotation or this team. 
Well, it's probably a safe bet why the bullpen looks so deep as it does right now on this chart. I mean, uh, Justice's brother or cousin or whatever the relation is, Jordan, the Rule 5 pick, you know, from the Dodgers, <laughs> he's going to have a lot of work in the long relief, I have a feeling. Yeah, he could uh... – He's probably going to he's gonna work that poor arm to death here. Um, Daniel Bard, of course, with the comeback player. Uh, so, so fantastic to see him back. I hope he has the best season ever. Um, Michael Givens, Scott Olberg, you know, Yancy Almonte, Robert Stephenson. Uh, the guy I'm watching is Jairo Diaz in that, road, or in that bullpen. I guarantee you he could possibly get even a spot start. Um, but... I just once again, you've got a lot of pitchers that were relying on movement here. I think Daniel Bard can touch a hundred, but a lot of movement, and I just don't see this team doing anything. Defending world champions. Can you say it after a sixty-game season, Amos? Yes. Okay, I guess we can. Absolutely. That's what they are. They're the LA Dodgers, and my goodness. What an interesting-looking team. Where do you start? You know, I think the Dodgers is the only team that could revamp their roster and still probably be better than they were last year. <laughs> Possibly amazing. your back-to-back champions. Uh, I mean, it's quite amazing. yeah, where do you start, though? That's a good question. Well, I guess we could start with – let's start with hitting. Let's just go ahead and look at their lineup. Okay. I, I think everyone knows their lineup, but you know what? Just for fun and kicks and giggles, let's look at their lineup. Mookie Betts. Um, good. Corey Seager, good. Justin Turner, good. Max Muncy, very good. Will Smith, very good. Probably going to be a top five catcher before the end of the year. Cody Bellinger, top elite player. <laughs> In the six hole. <laughs> In the six hole. I highly doubt he's going to stay there. AJ Pollock, good. Gavin Lux, also a top player that could be, you know, his power rank is 354, but it's not always about power. It's about how you get on base, and it's how you play defense, and he's good at doing both of that. So, All right. where's your weak spot here? <laughs> Bench, perhaps, is what I'm thinking. God, I, I don't even. I don't even know. I don't even know about that. Austin Barnes is doing great this spring. <laughs> I think Kiki Hernandez is going to be a huge loss. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no one was more versatile than Kike Hernandez. But once again, you know, Matt Beatty looking to take over. Yeah, what do you think of that guy? He looks great. I mean, he looks really great. He's kind of like Kike Hernandez, except he hits from the other side of the plate. And that's the thing. This Dodgers team is just so balanced. They've got four lefties in the lineup, and you've got two more on the bench. You've got five or uh, blah, 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 four righties in the lineup, and you've got two righties on the bench. I mean, that's about as balanced as you can get. <laughs> You know, I think the development of uh, Kybert Ruiz uh, at catcher is going to be an interesting thing with, you know, Austin Barnes kind of in his way right now. Um, and these pitchers, you know, and, and the pitch selection that, that the two catchers, Smith and, and Barnes for now, are, are going to be, you know, looking at. I think it's I think that's going to be a very interesting piece, too. It's just it's not going to stop, man. I would hate to be. Even even if you are a Padres fan, I mean, this is still the Dodgers division until otherwise. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's, it's really safe to say. Let's go to that rotation real quick. Clayton Kershaw, Hall of Famer. Trevor Bauer, smartest pitcher in baseball. Walker Bueller, one of the most, how would you describe this guy? Electric? He's, he's mind-bending to me, is what this guy is. I'm calling him Max Scherzer V2. 
All right. I like it. That's what I want to call him. Uh, they've got Julio Urias here uh, at starter. I think that's going to be Dustin May, but we'll see. He seems like he's turning around. And, of course, David Price, who just doesn't seem to go away, and I mean that in a respectable way. Right. But he's he's there, and he's going to be – that's your fifth starter mm-hmm. as David Price. Right. That's not bad. Um, well, the one thing, again, you know, I'll say about Urias, and, and you're right, is it just seems like he's more of a short – innings effective type guy and and that's where it'll play into kind of how baseball is going yeah i still don't i still don't think that urius is going to be in that starting rotation you still think it would be dustin may right all right right. yeah i don't know i don't know uh but speaking of dustin may they've got him in the bullpen let's look at that bullpen no pedro baez so some people would consider that a loss some others wouldn't i wouldn't know i didn't watch the dodgers as much as some more dedicated fans. You still got Kenley Jansen. You still got Blake Trinian. Uh, interesting pickup in Corey Knable from the Brewers in a trade that happened in December. If he stays healthy, he's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, non-roster invitee Jimmy Nelson probably won't make the team depending on what their needs are. Scott Alexander. Not a bad lefty, not a great lefty. That's where I think Amish is where the weakness is, is the long relief guys. When you get to your seven, yeah. eight, nine, you look pretty good. But let's just say Clayton Kershaw has a bad outing or Trevor Bauer has a bad outing to where he wants to throw the ball over the center field wall. Can you get from the fourth inning to the seventh inning? Yeah, right. You know, if I had to pinpoint a weak spot, in my opinion, that's where I would put it. Fair you- enough. I, I would I would tend to agree. And, you know, again, I'll go back. Kike Hernandez, people, watch him flourish in Boston. They're going to miss him in L.A. We stay in Florida, where we are right now in spring training. Well, part of where we are, we're in Arizona, too. But we stay there for the Miami. I could yell at Florida. You could. (laughs) Yell at those people on the beach right now. You Fools, have fun. You well, I don't have my beat button ready. Sorry, <laughs> all right. Uh, I want to start here with this this pitching staff. Uh, Amos, I uh, I find it interesting that Jose Arena is now a Detroit Tiger. That's the most interesting thing to me of it. Well, besides the fast fact that 25 and a half year old Sandy Alcantara is now your ace, mm-hmm. um, they really have built this thing up quite well with Pablo Lopez, Alicia Hernandez, Sixto Sanchez. He's legit top prospect. And uh, Trevor Rogers on the bottom of that. What do you think? I'll tell you what, Amish, if there is one team, one team that I'm picking to have a breakout starting rotation, it is the Miami Marlins. Mm. I love what this team is capable of doing. This rotation, I'm sorry, this rotation is capable of doing. We know that I, – I think I saw somewhere on MLB Network where they considered the Miami Marlins just based on the top three guys, Sandy Alcantara, Pablo Lopez, and I think they had Sixto Sanchez there. And that makes sense to sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they were – they expected him to be in the top six in strikeouts, like when it comes yeah. to pitching staff strikeouts, which blows my mind in a way. But we've seen what those Marlins can do last year. Granted, against it was – against the Cubs team that swung at everything that came in their direction, but that's what a pitcher's supposed to do. 
<laughs> you know. Right, right. Um, but if there is one rotation that could break out, I'm putting money on the Marlins. Cool. I like it. And uh, as we look at the hitting, I think Adam Duvall, a very interesting outfielder that they've added, a little power bat. Mm-hmm. In that lineup, um, Ison Diaz at second. I'm looking for more great things from this guy. You know, even though he's you know going to be more in the bottom of the order, I think you know him in the field is going to really make things pretty solid for him. Sneaky good lineup if they can perform. A lot of power in the middle of that lineup with Marte, Aguilar, Duvall, and even Brian Anderson at third base, which I believe he led that team in home runs last year. So, mm-hmm. um, And then you've got a guy, Corey Dickerson, at the top of the lineup that could get on base. So if everything comes together here, you're looking at a sneaky good wild card team. And That's don't forget I- a. Don't forget about Jazz Chisholm too. This guy, this guy's legit. Mm-hmm. Don't forget about Jazz Chisholm. Don't forget about Garrett Cooper on the bench. Don't forget about John Birdie who can swipe some bases. Don't forget about Magnaris Sierra, who's mostly. I think it seems like they're working on his defense more than his hitting. So we'll have mm-hmm. to see what happens there. And then Chad Wallach, who had a an okay year last year, maybe not when you look at his average, but when you look at his clutch hitting that he did, it seemed like he did very well coming through in those situations where it was more quality over quantity, you know, so to speak mm-hmm. with his at bats. Right. So I'm going to, I'm going to go out on a bold prediction here. Miami okay. Marlins potential wild card team. I will like it. Uh, as a third place team, I'm still putting them behind the Mets and the Braves, but I like it as a third place team in the NL East. All right. <laughs> The Hot Takes Corner Podcast is seeking to help other streamers by freely promoting their product content. Our new anchor format has allowed segmentation for the first time, and in order for it to flow the most smooth, we'd like to use breaks and your time in the show. We'll accept anything from a 10-second tease to a one-minute spot that can either be produced and submitted by yourself, or you may work with our brilliant production team in order to properly promote what you wish us to. Thank you for your consideration into what we believe will benefit all. Coming to you from the new American Family Field. They've taken away beer advertising. (laughs) We're making it family-friendly, Amos. Come on. Boring. (laughs) All sleep, people. (laughs) <laughs> Milwaukee Brewers. Welcome to the baseball field of baseball. And this might as well call it that. No. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about these Brewers? They they improved a little bit. I, hey, I think... look at these guys that they got for the lineup that they've added. Kind of late in the in the offseason, but but let's look at it. Yeah, so of course, uh we're looking at I mean they according to this they added some four four major free agents here. Yeah, that's uh, a decently major, you know, not major, major, but I don't know. Let's talk about it. Well, the three I'm really looking at is Colton Wong, of course, um, who's going to add some nice versatility to that infield. Definitely going to shore up that defense. Uh, and then uh, they've got him hitting leadoff. Of course, we don't know how these lineups are going to look day one. Yeah, I mean, Keen, you know, he's a pretty legit leadoff guy to me. But anyway. Um. Free agent number two, you're looking at Travis Shaw, signed from Toronto. I don't know about him. Um, 
Mm-hmm. I think he's the weak spot when it comes to these free agent signings, but he adds some nice lefty power behind Christian Yelich. And, of course, the probably the biggest signing, uh, the most surprising signing, was them signing Jackie Bradley Jr. to that outfield. And I will say, Amish, they've got probably one of the best-looking outfields, I will say, when it comes to range especially. The ability to re-add the experience that they lost when Ryan Braun said it was a no-go again this season, I think was brilliant. I think mm-hmm. that management, the front office management, did an excellent job in, in you know, filling those holes. But are they deep? Not really. Garcia coming off the bench is going to be nice, you know, and, and, and when he does play right field, is going to provide, you know, a little bit of pop for him. Not so much average, but and not so much fielding, obviously. But moving Keston here at first base is, is another, you know, going to be interesting thing for me. And I'm not doubting his abilities. I have no judgment when it comes to doubting players' abilities, but the move doesn't make sense to me. Okay. I mean, yeah. I, I just, he seems like, he seemed like he would be a lot better, which I understand they have Orlando RC at shortstop, but he seems like a way better middle mm-hmm. infielder type guy. You know, right. I think he would be paired better with Colton Wong, but... That's just me. Maybe that's just little. That's just an armchair opinion. Maybe he'll flourish at first. Obviously, we would hope he will. And but we'll see what kind of we'll see what kind of lineups they come up with. I know you know in the past, Arcia has you know ridden the bench in in favor of some other guys before too, and they they've tried those kind of experiments. So it should be interesting to see you know what happens as the season unfolds. Mm. Yeah, and of course they've got the catcher at Omar Navarez, who didn't really have a good year last year. He's not ex- projected to have a good year, but they're projections, not predictions. So mm-hmm. he could have a solid season. Who knows? So Manny Pineapple backing him up. And as far as pitching goes, Amos, you know, much more of the same. And you know, they just need to see guys healthy. That's their problem that has been in the past. Probably the most average bunch of average guys. When it comes to a rotation that that's probably a major league baseball, and that's not a bad thing, you know. I mean, that I didn't. I, I'm not trying to say that like it's a bad thing, but these guys seem like average at best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, none of them are going to come close to 200 strikeouts, which could be a problem. None of them are expected to have good ERAs, which I'm gonna I'm gonna doubt that. I think Corbin Burns, I think Brandon Woodruff can come close to three ERAs, maybe even lower. I think the three six two and three seven six that they're projected to do could be a little high especially with how the nl central is sure but like i said it goes back to average you know i just think this is a bunch of average pitchers there's really no one that stands out in my opinion but once again that's not a bad thing yeah and it'll be interesting to see as we progress through the season you know record wise you know are they going to be able to keep guys like josh Hader, who they're going to you know obviously have to pay or you know get rid of and, and try to keep prospects you know, it's just going to be interesting overall, but I don't see the Brewers uh, coming up better than fourth place in this division. Oh, really? You don't think they're going to? I, I think I, I don't. they're going to do – I mean, if everything clicks, I'll be honest, Amish, they could win the division if everything okay. clicks. But that's such a big if with injuries. And, of course, we can't forget COVID protocols this year. Uh, I would go third place for okay. this team. All right, we'll see. All right, back in the Big Apple, did the Yankees for the American League. Now it's time for Mets, the other side of town. Amos, this other side of town is starting to look 
mighty good for a baseball team. What do you think? They're looking really good on one side of the coin. On the other side of the coin, they're starting to <laughs> have <Fall apart>. Yankee <laughs> problems with injuries. <laughs> I'm telling you. All right, let's take a look. What do you got? Well, we have to look at – I actually want to start with the injuries if we can yeah, and how important that these injuries could determine where the Mets end up in this highly stacked NL East division, probably the most competitive division in all of baseball. We're looking at, you know, probably – I'll go from minor to major first. We're looking at Jose Martinez who's hurt, uh, you know, torn meniscus. He's going to be out for four months. So yeah, that's just un- got the guy from the Cubs, I mean, for crying – or White Sox, I mean, you know. Yeah, they got well. They got him from the Cubs. The Cubs let him go, and then they picked him oh. up. Uh, he's a good bench piece. I'm guessing that's why they picked him up. Uh, so he's going to be out. Then you're looking at Seth Lugo, who's still is still expected to be out for a while because he had uh, elbow surgery back in February of last year. Um, I don't see a return date for him, but we'll see how he goes. And then the two big ones, Amish. These are the two one. Oh, and of course Robinson Cano for. Being an yeah, idiot. Who cares? He's an idiot. <laughs> um, sorry if you like him, but just stop it. Um, Carlos Carrasco and Noah Syndergaard, the two guys yeah. that was there to help shore this rotation. Noah Syndergaard expected to come back in January. Uh, sorry, June. That's the target according to their GM, Carlos Carrasco. Now we're looking at elbow soreness and apparently he has still been throwing but they still have him on the injury list so right we'll have to see Which how that goes could be a good luxury to have you know now that you've brought in taiwan walker we wondered where he would land taiwan walker will be in the mets rotation now and mm-hmm. the trade that they made with the padres back in january uh, bringing in joey lucchesi so there you go yeah, but is it good enough? I mean, you yeah. could have Jacob Degrom. You could. I mean, you went from Degrom, Stroman, Syndergaard to Carrasco to Degrom, Stroman, Walker, and Peterson. Right. Or uh, sorry, Lucchesi. Or Lucchesi. Walker hasn't pitched very well over the last two seasons. Lucchesi hasn't even been in the rotation in over a year. He's mostly been in a long relief role, if I remember correctly, with the Padres. And I don't even know who this David Peterson is. Oh, he's a hot young cat. You should check him out. So, I mean, maybe I think I'm thinking of the Blue Jays version. Oh, but um, I just I'm telling you, man, if the Mets struggle, it's going to be because of this rotation. Because, yeah, Jacob DeGrom's going to have a good year. I think we can all agree to that. He could possibly clinch 275 strikeouts this season, knowing him and his rate of strikeouts. Marcus Stroman is pretty good, but he's also had a tendency to be hurt. So you got to keep that in the back of your mind. My point is this, this team is one major injury away. That could fall into like third place, third or fourth place. Absolutely. And that should be a scary thought. If you're a Mets fan, I'm, I'm just being honest here. They've Mm -hmm. definitely got the offense. Hey, let's look at the, the additions. You know, Francisco Lindor, obviously the most glaring one. You got James McCann in at catcher now. You know, uh, Wilson Ramos is gone. Jonathan VR is going to be coming off the bench to spot starting. Your Albert Almora signing and uh, Pilar, you know, supplanting the outfield. Yeah, and uh, I really like the James McCann signing because now you have the second best catcher in that division. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a team like a lot of teams in that division that has speed threat, like base stealers, you know, the Braves have Acuna and Albies, the Marlins have John Birdie, you got the Phillies, um, 
the Nationals with Trey Turner. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if the Phillies send Bryce Harper a time or two, you know, to steal bases. But with that being said, you know, the Nash or the Phillies have JT Romuto, which is the best catcher possibly in all of baseball. And now you've got the second best one in James McCann. And I think that could be a big difference, especially limited base stealers in this division. But I like the lineup. Um, All right, real quick. How do you think Dom Smith is actually going to fare? I don't like this 23 home run projection for him in left field. I think he's more of an infield type and the outfield thing's going to screw him up a little bit. What do you think? I, I may actually hold my opinions um, on okay. him. I'm, I'm going right. to hold it because I, I'm so balanced on what I think he's going to do. Um, it's just like with, you know, when you when you ask, like, how's Francisco Lindor? How's Pete Alonzo? How's Jess McNeil going to do? Heck, I'll even go J.D. Davis. How are they going to do? Sure. They're going to do great. When it comes to Dominic Smith, I'm not answering because I think he'll do bad. It's just I'm a little sluggish on saying that he's going to be that difference maker. Right. Okay, that's, fair enough. That's all I'm saying. All right. But, New York Mets, good luck. I think they will have a chance at the Braves, but – Maybe not. This year's going to be fun. Going second place for the Mets. All right. Sounds good. The brotherly love city. Do we have love for the Phillies this year, Amos? To be determined. Okay. <laughs> I'm well, going to uh... mini bag eggs. <laughs> that, bull- that bullpen is where I want to start. My goodness, look at this. Three free agents, two trades. Talking about Archie Bradley, bringing him in, you know, after he had that Cincinnati experiment. Jose Alvarado is a really crafty lefty lefty mm-hmm. that they brought in from uh, Tampa in a trade. Uh, and then you got guys that are listed as non-roster invite possibilities. But I think Brandon Kinsler is going to look mighty good in a role that, you know, Sir Anthony Dominguez basically had to abandon. And... Uh, Tony Watson, you know, another left-hander, but uh, Sam Con- uh, Coonrod from uh, the Giants. What are you thinking of, of the Phillies bullpen-wise? I think that was their real Achilles, and and I'm just kind of wondering. What are your thoughts? I think they're tired of being the laughing stock when it comes to the bullpen. <laughs> I mean, I <guess> so. <laughs> I mean, what was it? 2019, they had the worst bullpen ERA possibly in MLB history. Right. Right. Um. Now, granted, a lot of that was due to injuries, but, you know, numbers are numbers. You know, you expect the next person to come in and step up. I think they have properly addressed this bullpen problem, Archie Bradley. Jose Alvarado, that has the slider that is guaranteed to change at least three lanes of traffic <laughs> on the interstate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon Kensler, I cannot believe Miami let him go. Yeah. Uh now, it says he's a non-roster invite, but he should make it. I, I think mean, so. He's got to make it. Like I said, you know, you got Dominguez out now, so... You have to. You have to say he's going to make it. My my only question is Hector Neris being in the closer spot. I don't know who okay. I would put there. Right. But I'm just saying, I don't know if I would want a closer with a projected four ERA. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, so maybe they have other plans. Maybe they're going to move Archie Bradley there. Maybe they're going to put Jose Alvarado there. Um, but yeah, no, I agree with what you're saying. I think they've done what they can do, especially with their finances, with everything that Major League Baseball went through last year, to fix up the weakest spot on this team, which is that bullpen. 
All right, uh, Jake Arrieta, now back with your Cubs. They're going with Matt Moore and Chase Anderson as possible uh, replacements. Moore, of course, a year removed from Japan now. What are your thoughts? Um, let me put it this way. I think Miami has a better rotation than the Phillies. I agree. I agree. Uh, and it's nothing. I think Aaron Nola is going to be fine. It's definitely mm-hmm. not him. It's everyone after that. <laughs> you right. think the Mets are one injury away from being a disaster? I think the Phillies are flirting even closer than that. Mm-hmm. You know, Matt Moore, kind of a similar story to Drew Smiley. He, I don't even think he pitched last season. He pitched in Japan, so. right? Japan, yeah, right, exactly. So, you know, and once again, nothing disrespectful in the Japan League, but, you know, players over there aren't major league players. It's kind you of triple A advanced. I guess so, yeah. I mean, I don't watch enough of it, but I'm going to take your word for it. But, you know, Zach Eflin, I mean, there's no doubt this this lineup has a lot to prove. Uh, but I just, I'm not feeling it. I'm really not feeling this rotation. I would be very... Very quickly on the hitting, they did get Real Muto and Gregorius back on contracts. That was huge for them. Uh, is Alec Baum going to be the answer to that question that they've had at third base for a while? I don't know. I, I really don't know. Um, I don't know how many people outside of Philly are saying yes. And I'm not right. saying that once again to to give you a vague answer. I just really don't know. I just don't feel like I've seen enough of this guy to say, oh, yeah, he is. So I'm just going to say no just because of the fact that I haven't watched him. So – I know it seems like he's got some power, which is nice. Um, you know, projected to hit 20 home runs this year. We'll see about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I said, I just don't know. I really don't know how to answer that question. I'm going out on a limb. I'm saying Phillies are going to finish last, Amos. Ooh, you're going last, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Um, God, I... There's too much star power for me to put them in last. I'll probably put them fourth. All right. Do we really got to talk about them? Do we really? This is, I got to tell you, man, the Pirates are the best double A team that I've seen. Oh, I'll tell you what. Okay. Here's my answer about the Pirates. And this is going to be neutral. This is the team in the in the in the whole league. This is the one team that's just throwing stuff at a wall and hoping it sticks. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. That's what I think because their management's so horrible. They can't. They don't want to go out and improve. You Let's can't just tell do it like this. Stuff. Let's just do it like this. Okay. Projected batting order against right-handed pitching. You have Adam Frazier leading off at second base. Gabran Hayes. I've mm-hmm. heard this guy's hyped to the moon. Yes. Love, love, love. You know. The possibilities he, for this guy. He will live up to the hype. Guarantee it. Love it. So Colin Moran batting third at first base. Uh, Brian Reynolds, the ever stuck present guy <laughs> in Pittsburgh. I feel sorry for the guy, really. He's got pretty good talent. Uh, and you got Gregory Polanco. And then a guy named Anthony Alford of the claim from the Blue Jays. Jacob Stallings is your catcher. And Kevin Newman at shortstop. Eh, I mean... You've got a couple of bright spots here. Um, I think Cabrian Hayes obviously is going to be the superstar of this team, as he should be. Um, Adam Frazier, Colin Moran, some guys that can really swing the bat when it comes to average. Um, 
it seems like they're going to be in the top three of highest averages this year when it comes to the Pirates. Uh, and then you've got the other side of the lineup that you just don't know what the heck is going to happen. Gregory Blanca, who can't stay healthy worth anything. Uh, Anthony Alford, who must not have been good enough to stay with the Blue Jays. So, hey, let's see how he does in Pittsburgh. You're still trying to fill in that center field gap since McCutcheon left. Jacob Stallings, not bad, not great, but kind of just meh. I bet he's going to be better than Elias Diaz. And, of course, Kevin Newman at short, which uh, you don't know. So, like I said, just a bunch of unknowns looking to prove if they're going to lead this rebuild into ever out of the tunnel. (laughs) And if you think scratching your head about the hitting is what is a, tr- a trouble spot, Amos. I look at this pitching staff. They're going to set a major league record for arms uh, used in a season, I predict. What are your I'm so conf- – I'm so <laughs> – I don't even know. I, I don't have – I'm – I don't know. Right, I'm going <laughs> to say it this way. So, projected rotation, Stephen Brault, Tyler Anderson, Chad Cole, Mitch Keller, and JT Brubaker. But we look down into – the minor leagues, and we see guys like Miguel Yahure. Uh, we see top prospect Quinn Priester, probably not going to be ready, but I, it, you know, at any given point, a guy like this has got to be seen in the majors, don't you think? I mean, you might as well. You're tossing out triple A pitchers here. I mean, that's what they are. I mean, I mean, even Stephen Braun and Chad Cool, who were expected to lead a rotation a couple of years ago, haven't. I mean, granted, some of that's due to injury. A lot of that, I believe, Chad Cool, when it comes to giving up home runs, <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I, God, it's going to be another <laughs> rough year for Pirates fans. I would just say, do your best to focus on Cabrian Hayes, and that's it. <laughs> I mean, and and wait for that number one draft pick in June. It's going to be lit to see which of those Vandy pitchers they take, Kumar now, Rocker or Jack Arrieta. Now, let me say this real quick before we end on on the Pirates. It's not like they're not trying, so to speak. Like, they're trying to improve that bullpen, picking up former Cub Dwayne Underwood Jr., uh, Trevor Cahill, who's actually had a surprisingly okay last couple of seasons. You could even put him as a spot start every now and then. I know the Cubs did that, so let's don't, you know, eliminate that chance. Uh, David Bednar from uh, the Padres, which was a trade that happened uh, in January of this year. And then Jason Shreve, which was a free agent from the Mets. Like, he was on the Mets. He's a non-roster invite. We'll have to see what happens there. But, I mean, I can't fault them for at least trying to fix this team when it comes to... I mean, they're slow. Like, they're really slow about Mm -hmm. it. I still think this management on this team is probably one of the worst in baseball, if not the worst in baseball. Um, I think a YouTuber that I watched said it best when Kyle Schwarber hit that home run off Garrett Cole in the wild card game back in 20, what was it, 15? Uh-huh. The Pirates have just not been the same. The ship has sunk. There's been nothing about this team good since then. But who knows? We've been surprised before. Maybe there'll be a breakout team here. I mean, they have potential to hit. It's just nothing else is going to be there. Yeah. Josh Bell went by to the Nationals. I think it's over for a while. It's off to Slam Diego. Boy, Amos, 
you lose a catcher to a fractured finger. You got you got a ready-made one from the Cubs, mm-hmm. and so much more that happened in the offseason. I, I don't know where to begin. Where do we begin with the San Diego Padres? Oh, boy. Uh, well, I guess we could start with the thing that they improved the most, and that's starting rotation. I want to start mm-hmm. there. Mostly by nice. trades. Actually, a majority of it by trades. But, you know, with Mike Clevenger being out... Um, for who knows how long, actually, to be honest. I don't think he's even going to pitch this year, if I'm not mistaken. No, he's not. Um, Denelson Lamette. So when he's hurt, mm-hmm. I mean, those are two big guys right there. But you go out and you make a nice right. trade with the Cubs for you, Darvish, and his battery mate, Victor Carantini. There you go. Fine with that. It's whatever. At least Darvish can go win a title there. Blake Snell, you get him from the Rays, which, to be honest, I think when Kevin Cash pulled him in the World Series, he was ready to go. Um, <laughs> of course, he ain't going to say that, but I wouldn't blame him um, for at least holding a small grudge against that. Uh, then you got Joe Musgrove traded from the Pirates earlier this year. Then you've got Chris Paddock, who's been good, and then Adrian Morion, which I do not know who that guy is, so I'm not going to comment on him. But, but, uh, yeah, talk about an explosive rotation that can go horribly wrong due to injuries. But if they stay healthy, you could be looking at the only rotation in baseball that could rival the Dodgers. uh, Let's go to the bullpen real quick here. Not much changes here. You've got Drew Pomeranz. Of course, Kirby Yates moving on. Um, You're looking at Drew Pomeranz. Palmeranz, excuse me. You've got Emilio Pagan, a trade from the Rays in February of last year. Mark Melanson, free agent signing from Atlanta. Keanu Kella, free agent from Pittsburgh. Tell me that doesn't sound familiar. Uh, Tim Hill, the 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 mm-hmm. submarine looking lefty. Yeah, uh, that was in Kansas City, but I believe he was also with the Giants. So. That's an interesting piece to me is him. And then you've got a couple of people in Dan Altavia and then Craig Salmon, who at 37 years old is still a very solid bullpen piece. So bullpen looks about average, maybe slightly above average. Um, I definitely wouldn't put a lot of money on that bullpen besides a few pieces. So, yeah. Well, hidden wise, I, I love the KBO guy they brought over, he saw Kim is going to look very interesting uh, going with Jake Kernelworth there in the infield. Um, what can you say about Tatis? That hasn't already been said eight million times. I already got Machado and Hosmer and Fam and Myers, you know, in that lineup. So what is it? The eight hundred million dollar infield they got there? <laughs> Incredible amount of money that they spent, but well spent and should be a great race. But yeah, second place to Dodgers. Yeah, even if they don't win it this year, like I'm talking about in, winning the NOS first, you've got to give them credit for pushing all their chips in and say, you know what? Forget it. We're going for it. Let's just put our money in. But they even did that without trading any of their top five prospects. Mm-hmm. So they kind of got the secret rebuild of the century, you know, mm-hmm. in a way. They retold everything about this team and didn't give up any of their top five prospects. It's amazing. It's amazing to me. So kudos to you, Slam Diego. And best of luck getting the Dodgers. I still think you're going to come in second. 
Let's get big in the city by the bay known as San Francisco. San Francisco. Do you know? The team that confuses the Jesus out of me. <laughs> How so? And don't do it in a singing voice because we need to. <laughs> Before we have to rewrite this. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, like you think the Giants would be taking a step in a direction that. Or any step in any direction, but they didn't do much of anything. They only made, uh, I mean, they made a, a couple of pieces, but nothing significant, really. I mean, Tommy Lestella for the for the lineup. Okay, you may have a leadoff hitter there. A couple of guys for the bench that's not really going to make much of a difference. Kirk Casale and Jason Volsler. I. You know, you look at the rotation, Anthony, Anthony DeSclafani, are you kidding me? That's your mm-hmm. biggest mm-hmm. starting. I mean, Aaron Sanchez might be okay. He's still got something to prove. I think he could be the 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 shining star in that rotation, if you will, if he can, you know, not get hurt. You look at the bullpen, Jake McGee, Matt Weisler, former Brave, former twin, uh, Nick Tropiano and Jose Alvarez. I mean, not I mean, like I said. Good, but nothing that's gonna really improve this team, in my opinion. And you know, yeah. you look at let I mean, if you look at their starting lineup, there's no one in that lineup under 30 besides Mauricio Dubon. Right. That's it. Yeah. Everyone else is I mean, Alex Dickerson's 30.8, Mikey Ostrinsky, who's gonna probably be the one of the only stars in this lineup, you know, Buster mm-hmm. Posey, yeah, but there's just nothing exciting here. There's not a lot to talk about with this team. Which kind of, you know, leads to the the speculation that I've heard coming from, you know, pundits that they're really going to look at prospects, you know, as the season wears on. And it's just so exciting to see a guy like Joey Bart possibly come up and, you know, play an understudy, uh, a guy like Buster Posey. I mean, you have to start thinking about that now. I mean, Buster Posey's 34. He's not really going to get any better. He's probably going to start declining from here. Um, You've got to have these backup plans, and I just – I don't know where this team's going to even be. Heck, even in July of this year, how many of these guys right. – who's going to even want these guys? I'm sorry, but who's <laughs> going to want these guys? And it's nothing against them, but – does, is anyone really going to go out there and trade for Mikey Strzemski? Is anyone even going to go out there and trade for Evan Longoria, Brandon Crawford, hell, even Buster Posey? I mean, probably not. <laughs> I mean, it's just they're kind of just stuck with these guys until the contracts give in or they find someone who does want these guys. But right, right. They're still not as bad as the Rockies, in my opinion. But nope. I just too uh, much too much pitching depth is is what I'm seeing as I look up and down this and you know prospective guys uh, you know Ashton Godot is you know approaching his age 29 season uh, you know yeah Philip Pfeiffer that they picked up from the Braves possibly coming out and then Gregory Santos one of your top pitching prospects uh, they don't project that he's gonna make a splash until sometime next year maybe because he's only you know not even quite 22 but still you'll probably give him a look so. I, I think the pitching wise, they're looking pretty good. It's it, it's the hitting that I'm a little concerned about, at least long term for them. Like you say, they're going to plug in with these guys short term, but long term, I'm not seeing it. 
Yeah, I'm not either. Um, another tough year to be a Giants fan. Yeah. You know, they're kind of the same situation with the Royals, except the Royals are actually making moves to go forward. And it just seems like the Giants aren't. So I'm with you. They'll finish fourth ahead of the Rockies, though. I agree. All right. It's Arch time. Talking about that team uh, next to the, Arch the Mississippi River. I don't want to talk about my feet. Not your feet. Okay. Well, let's talk about the St. Louis Cardinals then, shall we? Speaking of feet. <laughs> oh, are they stinky to you this year? Well, you're stinky. Something smells in the heart of St. Louis. And it's not the best infield in all of baseball. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, seriously. Um, I'm just making jokes because I'm a Cubs fan. But i got to give credit where credit's due. They've probably got the best infield in all of baseball in a way. Especially, well, okay. Maybe defensively. Let's look at it. Let's look at I it. Yeah. Um, okay, so starting at third base, you know, with the newest acquisition, the newest steal, they snuck into Coors Field and they literally stole Nolan Arenado. And they even stopped by the safe and said, you know, we'll take 50 million bucks of this. So uh, the Cardinals get Nolan Arenado at third base. You've got, um, uh, where is it? Where's shortstop? There it is. Paul DeYoung at short, Tommy Edmond at second, and Paul Goldschmidt at first. I mean, at least corner-wise, the two best ones. Mm -hmm. The best third baseman is there in St. Louis now. You've also got your top three, probably in your top three with Paul Goldschmidt. If if Paul DeYoung, or not Paul DeYoung, but if Colton Wong stayed in St. Louis, I probably would have said they have, I probably should definitely say they would have the best infield. But Tommy Edmond is proven... To be a nice replacement. He is. Yeah. Paul DeYoung is getting better as well. Good infield. Of course, Yachty coming back behind the plate for another year with Adam Wainwright. Then you look at the outfield. That's where I think your problems are. Tyler right. O'Neill. Fair enough. Dylan Carlson, who... I mean, he, he's trending upward, but he's not there yet. In my opinion. And Harrison Bader, who's probably got the most to prove out of anyone on this team. But right. so when, is the is the pitching more of the reason you think they won't win the division? Or did you what do you think? I I personally think it's a mixture of pitching and injuries, kind of like similar to the okay. Mets. Um we know what Jack Flaherty's capable of. We know he's gonna be good this year. Adam Wainwright is probably going to be good this year, even though he's going to touch 40, you know, before the season's over. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Carlos Martinez. And after that, um, Carlos has been inconsistent. Quang okay. uh, Hyun Kim, someone that they got um, from the Korean baseball league in December of 2019, 32 years old going into this season. Well, he's past 32. I'm sorry. He's going to be yeah. 32 before the season's over. I don't know how he's going to do. And then you got John Gant, who's kind of the wild card um, to me personally. I don't know sure. if he's going to be even a fifth. Well, they got to you know, you know, keep him or cut him. He's got no more options left. But let me tell you this about the bullpen, Amos. If guys mm-hmm. like Alex Reyes and Jordan Hicks can stay healthy the whole year, yeah. I got no problems calling the Cardinals the division champs. I got That's no big problems. F. But that is, like you say, such a big F. Yeah, and if it was maybe six years ago with Andrew Miller, I would say that's more of a threat. But yeah. 
I, I agree. I mean, if if things work out, they could win the division. But I just there's just something that smells in St. Louis, and I'm not saying that to you know say they're a bad team, but it just seems like there's always something that they can't click on. You know, whether it's yeah. the hitting, whether yeah. it's defense, whether it's pitching, whether it's closing games. Yeah, you know, I, I just. There's no doubt that they always seem to have this magic dust where players come in and be good, but when you need it the most, it's just not there. And I think that's a big problem. So once again, I give them a lot of credit for going out and improving this team by getting Nolan Arenado. And I could see why people are picking them to win the division. I've got them in second place, though. I think there's too many injury concerns and possibilities here. So... All right, and uh, like I say, I'm going to stick to my guns and say if, 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 but also I think it's going to be the most interesting team come July mm-hmm. trade deadline where they're at during that point of the season. I think they're going to be the most interesting team to watch the moves that they might try to make. Yes, for sure. I agree. Last but not least, the 2019, I know, I would say they're the real legit champs because you had 162 with them, the Washington Nationals, as you say, Amos. I say whatever you want. Everyone started at zero and zero in 2020. So, mm-hmm. good point. Well, where shall we start with these guys? A big trade at first base was made, and another big free agent in left field that you're familiar with. Yeah, um, looks like the Nationals looking to increase that home run power in this lineup. Uh, I gotta say, this is probably the most balanced team when it comes to speed and power, in my opinion. You know, you've got. Guys like Victor Robles and Trey Turner that can swipe some bags. Even Starlin Castro has been known to try to steal a bag or two, even though it's definitely not his strength. And then you've got the power and, you know, Juan Soto. I think we've heard of him before. Um, Josh Bell acquired from Pittsburgh around Christmas time last year. Um, And, of course, Kyle Schwarber on that one-year $10 million deal from the free agency market. Good signings in both ways. Um you know, with no Anthony Rendon, no Jason Worth, no um can't remember who that other player was they let go, but I think this team did find a way to get better, but you've got to look at the inconsistencies that Josh Bell has had. Um, I think he's gonna be the key whether this lineup is good or not, though. Uh, especially since he's smack dab in the middle of that lineup. Well, um, you might have been thinking about Adam Eaton, uh as Drew Cabrera. Obviously, you know, we just talked about him with the Diamondbacks a little while ago, but uh, the pit, the pitching wise, I think is the most interesting thing with adding your guy John Lester, another Cub, former mm-hmm. Cub. Yeah, they're definitely going for uh, experience. You know, Max Scherzer's been in the league for twelve years, and um, you know Patrick Corbin, another fantastic pitcher from the Diamondbacks. He's pitching just as good over here, uh, well, over in the uh, on the Nationals, since just as good as he was with the Nationals as he was with Arizona. That's what I'm trying to say. Yes. <laughs> uh, Steven Strasburg, who, when he doesn't get shut down, is already 10 years in the league, which blows my mind. Um, a nice John Lester. I think John Lester is perfectly aware that he is not an ace-type pitcher anymore, um, especially in this Nationals rotation. I think he's a very solid four guy. And then Joe Ross, you know, he's been on hovering around the team for a while, your number five guy. And um, a good balance of inning eaters and strikeout guys. That's what I think is the strength of the starting rotation. 
You know, we neglected to mention that uh, Sean Doolittle is now going to be the Reds' closer, and you got Brad Hand in for the Indians. Uh, how do you see that uh, working its way around? I, I definitely think it's it's tough to be a relief pitcher in the National League East, mm-hmm. probably the most offensively powered division in a way. You know, with the star power that went to the Mets. Um, you know, you've got a couple of guys that are here in the national with Juan Soto and Trey Turner. Like I said, the Braves. I mean, we don't really need to mention them. You got Bryce Harper on the Phillies, and even the Marlins have got some good hitters here and there. So it's going to be tough to be a reliever. Um, I think they still have what it takes to keep the games in line with Brad Hand, with Tanner Rainey, and Daniel Hudson. Um, it's those other guys you have to kind of worry about, you know, sure. non-roster invites such as Javi Guerra and Luis Avalon, uh, Kyle Finnegan. I mean, that's that's my question mark. Um, once again, can you get to the back end of the game there? Can your dip of the hand into the pen amount to what Brad Hand possibly could give the back end of the, the bullpen? He's not the Brad Hand we were used to three years ago. I think that's going to be huge. But, yeah, Nationals going to finish at least possibly in the middle of the pack. I'm thinking uh, them and the Marlins are kind of a flip-flop third or fourth place. They're going to be very close in the standings, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm I'm having a hard time. I think this is really hard to place this division. Um, anyone in this division could win. I mean, maybe except the Marlins, but it, it's really tough. Like, all of these teams in this division have – they each have their own unique weakness and they also have their own unique strength. So I guess it just depends on which one is greater. Um, I guess I wouldn't see the nationals winning it. Maybe a third, I'm probably with you middle of the pack, third, fourth place type team, but that's not because they're bad. It's just because the division's so stacked. All right, let's go ahead and uh, finish off, uh, our national league outlook. Uh, do we see anyone taking it over the Dodgers? No. Um, the closest, obviously, is the Padres, and then there's a huge gap. Then you've got probably the Braves, Mets, maybe Colorado, or uh, maybe St. Louis. Probably your yeah. five teams. St. Louis, to me, is the biggest dark horse of the, the whole National League right now, besides maybe your Cubs at this point. Um I'm having a real hard time, and I'm going to be relying on you throughout the season to point out to me some of these guys that the Cubs are going to, you know, inevitably end up, you know, trying to dip from their minors. And and I'm hoping the Cubs will make a deal by July, and maybe that will uh, spice things up a little bit. What do you think? Well, it's definitely going to determine which way this team's go with four of those players that's on contract years. You know, they did extend Anthony Rizzo, but now you're looking at – Javi Baez, you're looking at Chris Bryant, you're looking at, um, I believe, no, not David Bodie. There was someone else as well, but okay, I, th- I think you get what I'm saying. But yeah. it, it just really depends. It's well, going to be a guess, tough time from now to July, is, in short, yeah. is what you're telling me. <laughs> yeah, it would honestly depend on where they're at in July because – if you're not going to make an extension for them by the time July gets here and you're not in competition, you're probably not going to extend these guys. So we'll just have to see what happens come July. 
All right. I'll, I'll wish for the best for you, my friend. Thanks for doing uh, these predictions with me. Absolutely. Pleasure. <laughs>